other side of my family, my grandmother and grandfather, when they were getting married, young 20-year-olds getting married, um, they also weren't Christians. When they were looking for a church to get married in, they said, they, they picked one, and they went there and said, hey, can we get married there? The church said, yes, fantastic. Not only did the church give them the building to have their wedding and a pastor to marry them, they threw them a wedding shower. And through that, my grandparents started going to church, and then, you know, then my dad ended up being a pastor for 40 years. <laughs> and now I'm pursuing chaplaincy. And it's just amazing that the way that churches are, if they, I believe, if a church leans into who God has called them to be and loves in the way that God has called them to love, um, we become who God means for us to be. So those are some random stories um, about people being invited to a community, random churches. But I thought I would also share um, the story of how my husband and I ended up calling Grand Valley our church home. I mentioned last week, um, and I was quoting Brian, but I said that my husband and I have found Grand Valley to be a place where it was safe to have doubts and questions and grow in our faith because of those questions. Um, a few years before we ended up moving to, back to Manitoba and coming to visit Grand Valley, I had been on staff at a church. Um, I wasn't there long, but it was a horrible experience. And we left that church and my faith was so battered, I did not know if it would ever come back. I had come face to face with the fact that there can be Christians who can say all the right things and they can talk about all the right things, but when the rubber hits the road, things don't match. And I saw a lack of love. I saw a desire for righteousness that was just really righteousness sake, wanting to look good. And being a part of that church broke me down. And I remember going to um, my parents' church just for one Sunday after that experience at that church and just sitting there. And I was watching people sing and I was watching people get excited about the worship and I felt like, I can't believe that any of you are genuine. How do I not know that none of this is for show? And God... I believe, took me on a journey, and he took me to some safe churches. So one of the first safe churches uh, wasn't here in Manitoba, because I was living in Ontario at the time. Um, and it was actually my dad who had said, hey, I know of this church. I think you would love it. You should go there. And we joined this church that was all about serving their community in different ways. And I think the first Sunday we went, they just made a random announcement from the front saying, hey, so we know about this need in our community. The high school needs, student, uh, needs people to help um, kids with special needs. Um, it was like a literacy test, but you needed to be there to help them with the questions. They still read the assignment, and then they answered it, but you were there to make sure they understood the questions. Um, and it wasn't a church program, and it wasn't any of that. It was just them saying, hey, this is a need we know of. Who wants to do it? And that was 
I don't know, it was something amazing for me to experience after having felt like I, like church could be so self-centered and so self-focused. To have something that was outwardly focused was amazing. And that's where my healing began. We were there in that church for a year and it was amazing. And then we moved to Manitoba. And I found myself struggling again when we would go to churches. I would sit there and it just wasn't feeling genuine. And I didn't know what to do. And we came to Grand Valley and I'm not sure what it was. I don't know if it was the lighting. I don't know if it was the couches. But I think it was actually the atmosphere of sharing. Um, at the time when we started coming to the church, there was a preaching team. So it wasn't just Brian, who was the pastor, who would do the preaching. We had other people. Uh, one was Howard and one was Desmond, and they would kind of rotate. And just hearing about other people's faith, hearing about... Um, what they got from scripture and the fact that it wasn't just one person, that was so encouraging to me. And then we would also sometimes do this thing called today, today's meet, where people could like respond to questions or offer their own opinion and they could enter it um, like on their phone and it would show up and the pastor would share it or sometimes we would let people have the mic and they could answer. And I don't know what it was about the combination of this other church that had it like nailed in how to be involved in the community and this church where it was okay to have questions and it was encouraged to participate and give your thoughts and like work through faith together. But the combination of them both made me go, okay, God is here. God is in churches. God does move through people here. And that is part of why we decided to make Grand Valley Church our home, because it spoke to that part. Um, there wasn't just that, though. I remember after that, enjoying that bit, we still were struggling to connect with people. And in hindsight, after many years, I realized that we had a young child, and when we came in, we sat on this side and in those years, that's, if you had young kids, that's not where you sat. You sat on this side, and there was even tables, but we hadn't clued into that yet. So we just felt like we weren't connecting with people. And it was actually when my second, born was, my second child was born, um, he ended up in the NICU just for 24 hours, but it was the most terrifying 24 hours of my life. And when I know of other parents that have had their children in the NICU for longer, I'm just like, oh, you need all the love you can get. Um, but Brian and Nikki actually came and visited us. Um, and just to have them come and be there and just pray, they couldn't change anything. But they showed up and they prayed for us. Um, and then we, shortly after that, we learned to sit on this side. <laughs> and someone invited us to a small group. Um, and that's when I started to get to know people. And this became even more of our church home. So that's part of my story. But as you may have noticed, we have a mic here. We have a mic here. And I have my portable mic. So if you feel like, I don't know, if you've skinned your knee, my youngest who's sick, he's six, he skinned his knee at school the other day and then he was limping for like the next 12 hours. <laughs> but if for some reason you don't feel like you can walk, it could be more serious than a skinned knee, I can also come to you because I have this lovely portable mic. Um, but I would love to hear from you, and I know the rest of us would love to hear, why did you make Grand Valley your church home? Corey, it looks like you're coming up.
after 15 years of not going to church when I lived in Alberta, um, but before that I felt like I was a prodigal daughter, right? Wasn't happy in the church that I was born and raised in, left, came back, and then left. And when I moved to Brandon alone in 2018, I spent most of the time at the library, and I jogged around different churches, you know, uh, friends had invited me to theirs, and there was just not that connection. When I came to Grand Valley the first time, Pastor Brian connected with me because he spoke about depression, he spoke about greed, or aka hoarding, and I was in that situation, and I knew that this was my new home, and I'm so looking forward to relating as a female too, and with children, mind you, mine are the same age as Pastor Brian, and I, you know, I've gone to um, uh, the, the prayer groups, the Bible study groups, and once I started volunteering here, it just made me feel this is where I belong, and I just want to thank you for accepting me. Colin. I feel like this is very formal with both of us up here. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> Nothing planned here. Um, yeah, we started coming here. 2016. Yeah, we moved, like, right after we moved to Brandon, almost six years ago now. And we moved away from everyone we knew in Winnipeg, and it was a very quick and unplanned move that brought us here. We only had two kids at the time. And... I wanted to find something quickly. I didn't want to spend our first year here where I already knew nobody, just like floating around and feeling disconnected. That I knew that wasn't what I wanted for our family and for our kids. And um, we came here one of the first Sundays. And for us, we came from a really big, um, yeah, just a really big church in Winnipeg. And that was the church that I grew up in and uh, really involved and big production. And it was big, everything that big church has. And we were looking for something not that, because um, we experienced that and, and knew what was good about that and knew what was hard about that. And we're looking for a place where exactly like, like Vicky said, where people didn't pretend to know everything and didn't pretend to have all the answers. Um, that's comforting in a certain stage of your life, but at another stage it becomes like, how can you all possibly say you know the answer to every question that starts being not really valuable sometimes. So um, seeing that on the website and hearing that up here a lot has been has been huge, just I want my kids to grow up in a faith community where any question they bring home has a place and has, and that we have space for it and that there's nothing that's not allowed to be asked or um, that they're shut down for thinking about. And so that was huge for me here. And there was women on the board and I was like, oh my goodness, thank goodness. I don't want to have any more church fights about women in leadership in my spiritual life. So Anyway, that was really big for me. Those were kind of the two really big things. And everyone was so welcoming. And the nice things about small church, people notice when you're new. And they say hi. And you can't hide even if you want to. So that was me. <laughs> yeah, just add a couple things, too. Um, I want to just e echo some things that Vicky had mentioned. Just general, like, when I walked in, I saw couches and, like, like tables for kids to color 
um, during the service, and I just thought this was like really, really different from any experience that I'd had before in church. Um, a little more relaxed and casual and welcoming and and very comfortable was the word that you used, and, and I totally uh, agree with that. Um, I think the first time that I was uh, that I attended a service here, um, Vicky's husband Drew was leading worship, and he was up there by himself, and he was just wailing away and just has full. Christmas songs and full of passion, and um, it was just such a, um, like, at the church that we used to attend, it was like everything was planned to, like, the minute. Like, at this minute, we're going to be doing this exact thing, and that wasn't a bad thing. It was just different, and this was kind of a refreshing, more relaxed version of church that I was... um, thirsting for and and I got that and just a separate part was just um the the interesting concept of having uh Brian or whoever was speaking that day um and then having the, what was the thing where you could on your phone today's meet um write questions down on your phone now it wasn't always met with tons of responses necessarily but just the opportunity to have a mic passed to you um, to ask Brian a question in the middle of a sermon. Um, it wasn't that exact process that made it so unique. It was just the fact that a church would embrace doing something a little bit outside the box, doing something that allowed people to be a little more connected and involved in the service, I thought was just so um, amazing. And I said, I, I think I want to be here. And then besides that, the the people were just very welcoming and inviting us into our homes and into into their homes and into their small groups. Um, seeing a lot of people come and go, I guess, too, was, you know, like we've, yeah. Anyways, it was just, it's been amazing for us, and we're just happy to call it home. Talking into the mic. Um, I've been asking this question of people when I have coffee with them because I find it to be a really fascinating question. I'm not done. If you would like to share, we are definitely. Um, but I've really enjoyed asking this question. Um, and we have people, some people that have been here since this church started. And we have some people that have been here only recently. Um, So we won't all have the same answers. Um, But I do, I would love to hear from you. Um, Why did this church become home? I think for for Jill and I, our story is, or at least my story, is a a little bit different. Um, You guys loved it when you first came here. Um, I did not, um, and so we had um, we had moved from uh, from Saskatoon, and uh, I just remember that um, we were looking at a few different churches around. Um, I had siblings that were going to a different church in Brandon, and I just thought, well, this is the logical place to go, is where all my friends, where people I know, are, and for whatever reason, um, we came here, and like at that point in time. Um, there's very few people here who would remember that, but this, this place was just like packed out. It was really full, <laughs> and um, and I and the the uh, band that was up here it was like a production kind of thing, and I was just kind of like, 
this is way too good for me to ever be a part of, like way too professionally done. I would never be able to do this. Um, <clears throat> and, and I just felt like it was very impersonal. And so I was like, I don't want to be here. And, um, but Jill was like, I think this is the church we should go to. And I was like, well, okay, if you really want to, like, I'll, I'll come along kind of thing. But I just don't think we're going to fit. And um, so this was back around 2008. And some point, I'm going to say maybe, like, well, actually, the first Sunday we were here, um, I remember the treasurer got up and said, made some announcement about how, like, terrible the financial situation of the church was. And it's just like, well, this would probably be, like, not the church to go to. Um, and then, and, and then, and then there was a conflict that occurred in the church. And I remember we were just, like, naive. We'd been here for maybe, like, four months, kind of, like, sporadically attending. And the, um, the pastor, I think, just said in the morning, like, we're going to have an important congregational meeting this evening. If you want to come, if you call this your church, then you should probably come. So we came to this meeting, and I, like, clueless to what was going on, and just, like, this big kind of blowout, basically, and, like, the district superintendent and, like, all these people from the denomination were here, and and I remember, again, just, like, sitting and listening, because I really didn't hardly know anybody, and just thinking to myself, well, I guess now is the time you would leave. And um, it was my first experience I ever had with the Holy Spirit speaking to me. I'm sitting like over there somewhere, and all of a sudden I just felt like in my soul, just like, you will stay, were, was the, the words that were spoken. And I just like, just like it was like it hit me like a freight train kind of thing. And I just, I remember going afterwards and telling Jill, like, this is what happened. Um, this is really bizarre. I phoned my dad afterwards. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> like, um, we should be leaving. And yet I knew that if I left, um, it would be disobedient. And, um, and so that's, I stayed out of obedience. And we've seen uh, a lot of change, um, you know, from, from where that was to where we are today has been, been a lot of change. We've seen many um, friends uh, kind of like Steve and Nikki said, you know, come and go um, over the years. And um, so it's been been an interesting journey, but it was one that started more out of obedience to a weird experience, I'll call it, and uh, and then been able to uh, to get to know the, the voice of the Holy Spirit more and more over that time. And uh, and just, it, it's been, uh, been a pleasure that way. So that's my story. Thanks, Alistair. I appreciate that it's also a different perspective than those of us who came a little more recently. Anybody else? It's true. Alistair says it turns out he spent a lot of time on stage in the end, and it's very true. I'm pretty sure you were leading sometimes when we joined. I will wait a little bit more uncomfortable time. Oh, okay, shot's coming. <laughs> like uh, the the last three people that have spoke, uh, Teresa and I didn't grow up in church. Um, both of our grandparents were very, both of our grandmas, I would say, were very, uh, you know, attended church all the time and. I think their influence on us was was quite strong, and so it was always there in the background, especially in my mind. Um, my grandma, you know, whenever you'd go to her house and 
you know, she always be praying for you and, you know, all the things that grandmas do, say grace, bedtime prayers and that kind of thing. So it was always in my mind and, you know, I was always a believer in, in God and, and that. Um, as far as us deciding on coming to Grand Valley, um, I th- we were in town doing something. We were, drove, we were driving up 18th and, you know, you were just driving up and, and Teresa said, we were, we were coming up to the church here and Teresa said, I think we should go to this church. And I said, oh, whatever. And I think Teresa came a couple times by herself without me and then and then I came, I think the third time that she came and and yeah, we just I think the similar things that that other people say is just the atmosphere and the the uh I I always find that especially when I was younger in going to churches that some of those big churches it's just you go in there and it's just so overwhelming all these people and and I understand what what some of you are saying just people's attitudes um some of my family are uh you know attended church for a long time and the attitude they portray of how um that they're it almost seems like they think they're better than you because you don't go to church. I've seen a lot of that within my family. Um, so I, I understand where people are coming from that. But just us coming to Grand Valley, I think it's just the atmosphere that was there. It seems like such a tight-knit community, especially when you're a young family with, with children and stuff. It just the support you get from other people is great. And, uh, yeah, we've been coming here ever since. Uh, we've never gone to any other church. So this is our home, and it will be our home. Um, my name is Ken. Um, in 2020, when COVID came, um, it freaked me out. All I heard was death, death, death. And then I went to a really dark place, a really dark place. I did want to kill myself. Um, things just weren't working out. My relationship with my partner didn't go very well either. Arguments all the time, everything. And then... Um, my friend Jonathan North Pagan, who lives in Saskatoon, actually, uh, sent me this Bible out of the blue. And um, I started reading it. And then days later, I get this little thing in the mail, and it was about a church. But it wasn't any church in Brandon or anywhere. Um, and then I read it, and it had a little Bible verse on it. And then I got another one a few weeks later. And then... Uh, I was on my phone and this uh, scrolling and his glory came on. It's an American based church. And so I started following it and reading it and, you know, just watching everything. And my life seemed to get better and better. Um, I went to try a church. I won't name the church in Brandon, but it's like God didn't want me to go to this church. Um, I literally went to the door and something told me, do not go into that church. So I did not go into that church. I tried another one, kind of the same thing. This church was up on the hill where I live. Um, it wasn't really a church. It was a building. Some people were going to church there. I was riding my bike and my chain came off and I didn't go. 
And then my coworker, Kevin, his car broke down in September of last year. And for four months, Kevin kept hounding me and I kept driving him to work. He said, come to this church. So I put him off, I put him off, and I put him off. And then I did come and my life got better actually. And um, I just thank Kevin for having me come to this church. And um, I'm still a little leery, but um, then I met Brian, he baptized me. And I've been reading the Bible and everything. And, and even now with everything happening in the world, we have to open our eyes and see what God is doing to this world. He's opening our eyes. He's exposing everything evil in this world. Um, so we just got to pray and pray. Things will get better. My friend Jonathan says, this is not the end times. It's a prelude to the end times. And I truly believe him that we're being shaken by God to start coming to him, you know, pray every day, get down your hands and knees, pray about everything, what's going on in the world. He says there is a connection to, between Israel and what goes on in the world, and I truly believe that. Um, so we just pray every day and give thanks. I love that God will give us the people that we need in the times that we need them. And I appreciate, Ken, that God gave you Kevin to bring you to this community. That's beautiful. Anybody else? So some of you heard me a few weeks ago when I was baptized, a little bit about how we came to, to Grand Valley, but um, my wife and I were still dating when the kind of discussion came, like, oh yeah, I was raised in the church, but my church was kind of boring and, you know, not much action going on there. Um, she was raised in the Catholic church, which we went to one time, and I was like, ugh, I don't think this is for me, you know, nothing wrong wrong with it, but, you know, just not my cup of tea, so we kind of decided, you know, let's, let's just find our own, our own thing, you know, we're not going to follow exactly what our parents or grandparents did, but we kind of thought, you know, it's something we need to do, something we, we want to be a part of, so we came 2008, probably we came first, so we came, and, you know, here and there, we were pretty busy with sports and whatnot, so we came, then we were married in 2010, um, started a family, um, but, you know, life happens, we're very busy, you know, working random jobs and hours and things like that, so we kind of drifted back away again, and then it was once we had two kids, three kids, two kids, we kind of decided, like, we want our kids to be raised in the church and kind of have that, that groundwork and that framework of a, a Christian upbringing uh, similar to what we had when we were kids. So yeah, we kind of said like, oh, we really liked Grand Valley nine years ago or whatever when we first came. It was nice. It was very relaxing, you know, um, very welcoming. Um, so we said, oh, let's just drag our kids there and see how it goes. And, you know, we came in and 
it was the kind of that same vibe. It was very, very welcoming, very relaxing. Lots of young, young kids for our kids to play with and things like that. And now, you know, seeing that separation from school friends to church friends is is a very, very nice thing for your kids to have. Um, especially going through COVID, you know, the kids were all stuck together with only the same classroom of kids, and you, you know, you kind of saw their struggles. And so, bringing our kids to church during that time, and you know, spending time with the Van Mulligan kids and the Von Reason kids and all the other kids here, um, we kind of just were able to see them relax through that as well. And that was a that was a big piece for us moving forward. Um, and yeah, now we're we're kind of here for good, and we're here through this transition, and you know, we're we're ready to help and be part of it. And, yeah, we love it here. All right, I am going to wrap it up unless anyone's really excited and jumps up right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> based on what I just told you about my own faith journey, um, you may get a little bit of a bit of the miracle that it is that my response is that of this is me t wanting to say I love church. I love this weird thing that God does. That he gives, brings different people with different experiences, with different histories, with different gifts, with different passions, and he puts them together. And he says, you are a body. You need each other. And I thought we were going to end early, but we actually went a little bit over time. So I'm not going to go into too much of the other things that I was going to do, but I was going to quote uh, 1 Corinthians 12 again, where Paul was talking about how we are a body and how no part of the body can say to another, we don't need you. Because even if we don't understand them, even sometimes if we think they are less dignified, God has put us together as a body, and we need each other. And I think that's exciting. And I want to thank everyone who shared this morning. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, You help reveal who we are when you talk about these things, when we are able to share about our experiences, talk about what we love, talk about what this community has meant to us. We reveal these things. And so, as we've talked a little bit, it is a bit of a weird time. Some of the people here have been through many iterations of change at this church. For some of us, this is kind of new. Um, but something that I want us to keep close to us as we enter this season is that we are supposed to love each other. We are a body. And after that section in Corinthians, Paul talks about how we have all kinds of gifts. But if we don't have love, we have nothing. We are nothing. And so I read it at the end last week, and I'm going to read it again this week. And I'm going to see if I can... Skip through some of these things here to get so you guys can see it too. But this is what I would like to end with. And just a warning, we may end with it next week too, because I think it's important. 
This we hear a lot in weddings, but actually this is the kind of love that we're supposed to have for each other. And I get excited when I see it. And it's not that we can come up with it ourselves, but it's something that God wants to give us for each other. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. This is what we are called to. This is what we can be empowered to be. And I think that is beautiful. I had asked Van, who did our coffee, I asked her to leave it out there. So if you'd like to have some more coffee and visit with people, we have a wonderful opportunity because we're all here. Um, other than that, thank you for coming this morning. Thank you for sharing. And I am excited to see you all next week. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>